How's it going? Back yet again. The song is called Slide by Calvin Harris. Play for a little bit and we'll get into the program. A little summertime anthem. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Episode 89 of the Blake Mayfield Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today with the one of the uh, Reading Chamber of Commerce Ambassadors, Mrs. Desi Baxter. Desi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for joining. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah it's very fun. Um, real quick, I want to give a special shout out to all the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Overcast listeners and downloaders. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. I appreciate it very much. And also, I have podcast hats available. I have given away plenty of them. I, I gave you one before the podcast, and I try to give one to all the new guests and stuff like that. But if you guys want one, just hit me up. They are totally free. Um, if you want to pay for shipping for me to get it out to you, that's totally cool. If not, no worries. No hard feelings. Um, my Instagram handle is BlakeMayfield23, and on Facebook, it's just Blake Mayfield. And just hit me up on a personal message you let me know and without further ado let's get into it so how did you land the chamber of commerce ambassador role is it like a thing you have to move up in the ranks or or like, how do you even apply for a job like that i'm so confused on how that stuff even goes <laughs> to begin with how would you get the job um the the chamber has events and um the greeters is one of their most common ones it's weekly where business professionals can get together for an hour it's at a different business throughout reading each time and, and at those you get to um, mingle and talk about your businesses. And so I've been going to those for um, probably about a year and a half. And somebody said, you would make a great ambassador. Um, I'm a little bit friendly. I will, I don't get shy. I approach people and start talking. I was, I've only been in Reading for seven years. So okay. Chamber was a way for me to um, kind of meet people. So. They asked if I would do it. There was an application process. I had to be interviewed, um, and they accepted me. So, yeah, I've been doing it for about four years. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So you applied. So you, or sorry, you moved here in 2014, 13. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Eureka, so we uh, okay came 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 a little bit uh, east and uh, love it. Fell in love with it immediately. A little warmer. It's a little bit warmer. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, little, a warmer. little harder to get used to for sure. <laughs> yeah. But um, we do have a pool, so that helps. Yeah, nice. Our kids, our kids liked it, and they're they're mostly grown now. But yeah. What made you want to move to Reading? What was so intriguing about it? Um, honestly, we had already moved to North Dakota and lived there for a couple of years, and it was too far away. We missed okay. our we missed our mommies and daddies. Um, and then this just seemed um like a good good place to be, uh, not as far. And Reading's like the hub. You can drive any direction in a couple hours, get sun, get get trees, get mountains. Um, ocean. Ocean. Yeah. And you don't, and living in Eureka, it was five hours to get anywhere. And we can take weekend trips to Tahoe. We can take re weekend trips up to Oregon. And it's just, it's a nice central location. And then there's just so much here to do as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. What tasks and jobs are you specifically assigned to with the ambassador role? Because you told me, and I didn't know this before the podcast, there's 10 of you guys. So what does each person represent? What do you guys do? We do lots of different things throughout the community. We we work um, in those greeters. Um, part of our job is um, to help run those, um, make sure if there's guests or, or new members that we greet them. Um, and then each month, part of our job is there's 1,100 chamber um, members in Reading. So we want to be able to touch and reach out to as many of those as possible. And obviously, that's a huge task. So each month, the chamber ambassadors get um, you know, three to five members that we connect with. Those are the, our members for the month. And we go to their place of business. We, we see if there's anything that we can do for them as the chamber, what their, what their struggles are, how they've been doing through the COVID, um, different things like that. So we, we do a lot of like member to member business um, relationships. And then we take that information back to the board um, and, and share stories and, and different things that they need, that they want. And just what does the chamber do? A lot of people don't even realize what the chamber does. That was my what, next question. Or yeah. what the chamber can bring to bring to them. So we'll go over that and let them know. And there's events. We do a golf tournament every year. Um, oh. And the ambassadors are actually in charge of it entirely this year. So putting that together, getting this, the sponsors, um, um, part of that money goes to the scholarship foundation um, where we give scholarships to um, graduating high school seniors and um, then we do all the other events there was just that the whistle inaugural whistle blowing whiskey lakes I can't remember, I get their name wrong every yeah. single time but um, anytime there's up. something to do with the Reading Chamber the block parties um, you'll see Chamber Ambassadors where they're selling tickets where they're selling um, uh, serving the beer helping serve the wine we serve food anything like that will help do um, whatever we can do to help raise money, the um, uh, the state of the the state of the city luncheon, which is actually going to be um, in the evening this year, which is pretty exciting. It's going to be um, in September, and it's going to turn into a block party afterwards. So um, we as ambassadors will be out there um, helping navigate that. Okay. So yeah, anything and everything. Awesome. So. The it's the steam whistle inauguration block party. Was that when Marcus Street first opened back up? Was that what that was? Yep, yep. Okay, so that was like our our kickoff party. Um, it, it's really cool. The concept of right now, there's a lot of empty spaces there, but the they put some you know quote unquote fake um, businesses there to kind of show you what that what those spaces are going to look like and uh, what could what that whole area could be, and it's just turning into like a really fun place with all the artwork down there that's happening, um, a place to go and stroll and, and hang out. And with all the, the ability to shut that street off, it has so many opportunities now for fun stuff in Reading. Yeah. So real quick, I have to ask, fake businesses, what kind? Yeah, there's just, they have like um, the whiskey, uh, I think it's called Whiskey Lake Restaurant or Saloon. There's a sign and it looks like there's a restaurant there, but it's not, it's not actually not there yet. Okay. Um, so it's just kind of um, giving people ideas of what that could go in there, hoping to br- bring more businesses down to that area. I feel like this was a super risky, I know it started before COVID, this was a super risky thing to try and pull off and open. And finally, you know, the masks are off, like we're sitting here, finally yep. you don't have to wear one when you come in. There was the longest time where, <clears throat> excuse me, they would offer you one at the door. 
Right. Like they would not offer, they'd make you wear one out the door if yeah. you didn't have one. Yeah. So it feels good to finally have that all over with. But I mean, how much are you involved in like the downtown getting a makeover and how stressful was that at certain points, especially last spring, March, April, and May with COVID and stuff like that? Did it block any construction? Did it block any businesses? I mean, what happened with all that? Um, I don't know that it blocked any construction. I think it probably even helped it because it, it wasn't so busy down there. Um, a lot of those a lot of those plans were already set in motion so that was good it wasn't like we had to get those plans and get things going in that which would have slowed everything up but um in in terms of the downtown area, area people are now like just so hungry for that um, and it's going to help thrive it um so that's exciting that it's coming kind of full circle and and it's kind of like it kind of got a grand opening we only expected 250 people at that kickoff and there was you know 1500 we sold out of wow. everything so in in like an hour and a half so <laughs> that's I mean, that great. tells you people are ready to get back um to community events they want to see their friends and neighbors without the mask um, right and we're so lucky i've been doing some traveling lately and you go to other places and and the mask mandates are still there and and it it's it's not very it's not very friendly. So right. We're, we're, yeah. I forget how secluded we were and how lucky we were here in Shasta County in terms of that. Yeah, absolutely. So what's one of your favorite businesses or your favorite thing to do on Market Street with a brand new? Is it is it from the heart? Is it? I, I like Plant Daddy. Plant Daddy's very interesting. Yeah, I just there's, saw that one. Yeah, yeah. There's really no other store like that, I feel like, around. But do you have any personal favorites that, that come to mind when you visit a lot? I, you know, I love that whole section. I, I love From the Hearth. Um, they have so many uh, fun cookies and I said great bread. Bakery's great. Bread, great. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's really good. I just like strolling through there and like popping in doing that window shopping type of thing. Um, ice cream. There's some really good ice cream. Yes, there really is. Some pizza down there. What's the name of that? I, I was um, just there last weekend. Uh, Do you, we could look this taste, up. Taste. Taste, uh, did taste and see or yeah. something like that. I yeah. think taste and see creamery. Yeah. yeah, I was just there last weekend. It was very good. It's very and it was good. like 108 out. So right? it was very, <laughs> very nice to go there. And uh, yeah, taste and see creamery. Yeah, yeah highly recommend that yeah, for that's sure. Good. And even down, I really like um, Maxwell's. I love, of course. I love their pizza. Um, that's super good. But and you can walk there and it's you can do everything right there. It's you go there and then we can walk over to the park. And right. do the food trucks. Right, yeah. Grab beers and like lots of different locations along there. Fusion, shameless, yep. yeah. Yep, we can hit Final Draft and uh, Cedar Crest. Um, yeah, so it's just everything's right there now and you can get out your car, park, and do it all. Yeah, so I'm kind of uneducated. So when I hear Chamber of Commerce, I think economically and money and stuff like that. Is that what it, I, I really, I'm, I'm asking, I, I don't know. What exactly is the Chamber of Commerce f do for Reading? Yeah. Do you guys get the funding from the state? <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you guys get, like, like what's your guys' role in the community is what I'm asking. Yeah. So um, it's it's threefold with what, what they've set it up as. And Jake Mangus and Aaron Hall are, uh, are amazing. Jake Mangus is a CEO and, and Aaron does everything. Um, but they, they want to be a catalyst. We want to catalyst for, catalyst for, um, the members so we want to kind of see their visions and and help make that happen um we look at um, bringing people together um and there's a fancy word for it, it starts with there's it's three c's um convener convener and it's just bringing people together bringing different businesses together uh you know we, we all have different businesses but we're all like-minded we want we want 
to bring everything full circle and community. We, it's about the community and, and really just um, helping each other. During COVID, they, they went into action quick. They, they put together the resources. They put, got together with the small business, um, Joe, Joe Rodola with small business. Um, and, and they made all the information available um, in a package that was easy to obtain, easy to read. Um, and they became a resource so that people could, could reach out to one location and get all the answers. Um, and even now, I, I, my, my day job um, needed a, a city of origin stamp from their chamber of commerce. And I'm like, do we even do that? And they're like, yeah, we do it all the time because so, we're going to um, sell stuff outside of the country. And the other country wanted to just make sure that we were who we said we were. And so there's a legit stamp that they give. Um, and it's great. They get um, people will call into them about um, moving here and mm. um, what that would look like. And it's relocation packages. They work with the hospitals on, on, on attracting doctors and medical professionals here. So it's really everything, anything you can imagine to support Reading, to support the businesses, the community, um, they play a part in that. And they, you'll see Jake and Aaron all over on different committees throughout throughout Reading and, and really Shasta County, just kind of building up um, the whole the whole community. And then they'll do those special projects, the, uh, the lights at um, Turtle Bay, Oh time. yes, that yeah, was, that was super cool. That was super cool, and that yeah, was that was part awesome. Of their, uh, twenty ideas in in twenty twenty, um, the Umbrella Alley. Um, that was the the chamber. Umbrella um, Alley. What is that? Um, it's at the other end of Market Street, so not the. It's the sidewalky part where the shops are. Okay. If you look up, there's umbrellas there. They're all pink oh. and blue and yellow and green, and it just adds shade. Sweet. It adds an ambiance. Um, and they yeah. reached out to the community um, members as a whole and asked, what, what do you want to see? What are 20 projects that you want to see in 2020? And there was several hundred that were brought up and they narrowed it down to 20. Um, and that was a couple of them. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. I want to ask you about um, Joe. Joseph Moore and mm-hmm. Troy Perry. You were on their podcast <laughs> a few weeks ago, and that's where I, I was watching, and yeah. I, I was commenting away because yeah. I'm a huge fan myself. Been lucky to have been on there a couple times. But how did you land the feature, and, and how do you know Joe? It sounds like he said personally that you are the one person that keeps him in business <laughs> as far as coffee mugs and stuff like that. So how did you meet him, and how was that relationship with those guys? And yeah. did you have fun on there? I mean, I, like, how'd that go? Yeah, well, I, I met Joe because of the chamber. Like, He's a member and he would go to those greeters and um, him and his wife, that's how I met them. Um, so that's really fun. And uh, he's involved in a lot of stuff. I'm involved in a lot of stuff. Um, and then definitely the um, cups. Yes, I am. I'm that crazy girl <laughs> that um, whenever I do a trip, like girls trips, I want to have a cup for everybody so that we can remember our names. We can remember that. The trip, it's, I'm usually last minute. I try not to be a last minuter, but Joe, Joe humors me and lets me get away with it. And I love personal touches. So um, I, I adore Joe. And then Troy, I actually met him through Joe. Um, and then what, what an awesome guy and all the stuff he does for the community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I actually, I don't know if they told you this, but I mm. actually was there when their podcast the idea came for it because there was the three of them 
standing around. I walk in and they're talking and they're laughing and um, everything's happening. And I'm like, this would be awesome. And then somebody said, we should do a podcast. And then it just, it grew from there. And then all of a sudden, a month later, they have a podcast. Right. I'm like, whoa, what just happened here? Yeah. um, I was I was honored to go on there um, and get to be a little guest host for for a day. They said yeah. I get to come back, so we'll see. Yeah, they're very nice about it. They're very like you can come back, you know, whatever you want. Just let us know, blah blah blah. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm a big fan myself, and I've been lucky to go on there and stuff like that. I don't know if you tune in every week, but you know, it's fine if not. I people are busy, but it's I try to tune hilarious. in as much as I can because it's a hilarious podcast. It's hilarious. Yeah. You never know what you're gonna get into. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. It's yeah. Be nice. Even the name. It's yeah. four guys on a Saturday, but it's only three guys, and right. it's on a Monday. On a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they will keep you busting up the entire time. Right. And absolutely, I, they'll go in any direction. So you have to you have to if you're on there, which you've been then a couple of times. Yes. So you must do a good job because you got to be Thank on you. it. You do. You got. It'll go from left to right, and then all of a sudden you're spinning around in a circle. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you gotta be ready. I, I love the there's humor. Then we get into some politics. Then we get into some. You know, it's a little bit of everything. It's not yeah. formulaic. It's not uh, honestly, and it's a good thing. I feel like it's not as laid out as this. Where I feel like, unfortunately, sometimes it's a little bit of a process for me. Like, okay, I gotta do the intro. I gotta do the yeah. music. Or then they just <laughs> Joe just like hits record and he has like the little sound buttons yeah. which I don't have, and he'll just hit like the clapping or you know if someone makes a and bad joke he'll hit like, the. Oh, we're starting. <laughs> Okay, we're going to go. We're now? I wasn't finished with my beer. But okay, we'll start. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah let's leave that off the screen. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> the economic impact of COVID and how Reading has rebounded. I mean, we talked about downtown getting the makeover in the middle of all that. But, yeah. I mean, it was a big thing because the, uh, the whole county, Reading and Anderson mm-hmm. specifically, I feel like, and Cottonwood too, thrive on small business. There's Absolutely. not tons of chains outside of your Walmarts or your Targets right. or, you know, anything like that. There's not multiple big chain stores. So a lot of it is local stuff. I mean, how how bad did it get and and how is Reading rebounded from it? Has it been as fast as you guys thought it'd be? Has it been slower? Has is there still a lot of work to do? How does that look for you guys going forward? Yeah. Now that I, we're basically over with it. Yeah, I think that a lot um happened right at the beginning. I mean, the chamber got together with a lot of with the city council, with a lot of the the big places like REU. REU sent out those three hundred dollar um credits right away and then i think a month later they did um if you had a deposit for maybe non-payment or you didn't have good credit they gave that back to you so they the 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 chamber was like instrumental in getting some of those things done just to kind of help that initial um flow of money out back out to us as citizens not even chamber members but that was the entire anybody who had reu got that it was it wasn't chamber specific but they were super involved in that um they're super uh, they get joe Rodola, who's the small um business development um guru and they utilize his strength because they don't the chamber doesn't have all the answers but this is what this man does and so they utilized him to make sure people knew when grants were available when when there was money available how to apply they helped hook people up with those resources there's, there's funding that they went after um, and that they were able to give out through different foundations. Um, so the Reading uh, Foundation uh, Alliance, um, that had money and they were, they're helping. Some of the smaller businesses 
did suffer and you try to do everything and those restaurant grants from the state and different things like that they were too late and it's really sad and I know a lot of people did everything they could um, in the process to help get that done um, and, and it's sad that it didn't get work for everybody because even if they got some of that money if just five thousand dollars isn't enough right so I love that the chamber tried to encourage people to um, you know patronize these business the businesses during COVID they worked um, as hard as they could keeping like the day-to-day um, operations and the greeters and the things to keep us all connected we did silly zoom parties and we did different stuff on zoom and and you know I've I'm involved in a lot of other things that just were dark they didn't do anything and and the chamber kept trying to keep people engaged and keep um members engaged and um i think they did a really good job yeah 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 absolutely and what's your favorite part of the job is it having the chance to do stuff like that you know like like linda helping hand when it matters most what's your favorite day is it talking to people is it doing ribbon cutting for downtown and stuff like that i don't know if they give you the scissors personally but being a part of something like that i mean what's your favorite part you know i really enjoy um those five members that i get to go and talk to each month kind of that one-on-one um i get to learn about their businesses because i don't know everything and I might not ever have a reason to go into a business. Um, So I pick the ones that I don't know on purpose so that I can get to know what they want. And then if they're struggling, I can say, well, did you know that you can do free advertisement with the chamber and on their website? And there's different places that you can go that we can help and come to greeters. Let let me show you around. So I really like that um, one-on-one connection with that group of members I get to pick each month. And then when I do go and patronize a business, I like telling them that, you know, I chose you because you are a chamber um, uh, member. And I mm. love that. Like, I'll go into restaurants and I'm like, I cho- I look on, we have an app. It says all the members in the Reading Chamber and I'll go, like, where should we eat tonight? Because, you know, that's always the hard topic. Right. In a house. Of course. Um, and I'm like, well, let's see. <laughs> I'm, we've never been here and they're a chamber member. So let's try them. So, and I like those connections um, that I build from that. Of course, all, all the fun stuff too. Yeah. Like definitely the being involved in the parties and the relationships, you know, I've only lived here seven years. Some of my very best friends I've met because I've gone to chamber events. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing about the community that even me, I'm born and raised here, been here my whole life. Mm-hmm. I didn't really realize it till the car fire, like just how much that when disaster strikes, the community really does pull together, Absolutely. you know, and, and it's, it's very nice to see. And I feel like Reading, you know, for lack of a better term, gets a lot of shit thrown at it for political views or mm-hmm. for, you know, like, like there was a big thing last year when the Conwood Rodeo got held in May. Mm-hmm. And of course it was still, co- you know, you go on Facebook and read all the toxic right. comments and all the, you know, and even this year there's still like, there was the pancake breakfast, I think, yep. or something like that that happened or there was like 500 people outdoors, mm-hmm. you know, the, the people were just out and about. And it's like, uh, it's basically over at this point and Reading still gets this flack and stuff like yeah. that. Do you guys receive any, do you, and how do you guys deal with that kind of stuff? I mean, do you guys ever, I'm sure you do from time to time. How do you guys deal with like the adversity of being out there in the public and having to deal with these issues head on? Uh, We definitely try to follow, you know, the recommendations. We try um, to to be safe. Um, You're outdoors. We're outdoors, and that's what everything is. Even now that the greeters are back, it's like we limit the number of people, or the greeters are outdoors um, for those purposes. Um, You can pass a mic around and talk. I, I held the mic so that it didn't have to get passed. 
Um, so we did things like that to, you know, but yeah, you're going to get slack from everybody. Right. You're, there's always going to be something yeah, out there. Someone's going to be mad. You started too soon. I, we, <laughs> I, we got a little bit from the block party, you know, like, um, but you, everybody has a choice. You can, you can go or you can't go. Like if you feel unsafe, don't go. Right. And if you, we do everything we can to make sure that it's safe and, um, you got to keep going and, and build your community back up at some point and the time is now. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's another thing. I mean, you say you moved here seven years ago and, and got the commerce job four years ago. I feel like you, I've had the privilege of talking to someone like Aaron Reznor, the mayor, mm-hmm. yeah. where it's like at the very right time, there's this whole resurgence going on and COVID didn't stop mm-hmm. it. You know, at, at local, you know, stories and stuff, it doesn't stop it where I feel like this is the time. This might be like the decade mm-hmm. that Reading finally turns into like this major, I don't want to say metropolitan, because I, th- I think everyone here likes the fact that it's not a San Francisco or an LA right. or a San Diego, but it's big enough to where, like you said, you make new relationships, you're a couple hours away from everything. But I feel like this could be a big hub one day. I mean, you know, there's desert cities like Phoenix that are millions of people, and it's 115, it seems, every day. So right. I don't think the weather's a factor, but my point being, and bringing this up, I feel like this is the time for a big resurgence. And I feel like everyone that's kind of at the table now is brand new. There's new ideas, fresh mm-hmm. ideas. And I, I, I'm i sticking around personally. Yeah. I, I planned on moving for so long after high school because, you know, it's like parents put pressure on you. People put pressure on you. You got to move. You got to get out and about. And I want to someday. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm only 22 myself. So I want to someday. But I'm not in a big hurry anymore because I feel like... You know, maybe this podcast is a part of it, maybe not, but I feel like all the stuff going on is good. I feel like there's finally good press and there's finally, you know, it's not just the Sundial Mm -hmm. Bridge. That's the only tourist attraction now. Now we have the Marcus Street. Now there's, they're redoing the whole downtown, it seems like. And I say all this to bring up the fact that I work at Sprouts Farmer's Market on Hilltop. Hilltop's getting a whole new makeover, the mall specifically. You know, Sears has turned into the supermarket. It's turning into Theory Coffee. Chick-fil-A's over there. T-Bar's over there, a local business. You know, I think they're headquartered in Chico. There's like three or four of them. Uh, Churn Creek Marketplace had gold development come through and whatnot. How much of a hand did you guys play in that, and maybe you specifically? And what do you think about the two new – those are two places that were basically dead two or three years ago. Sears was out of business. Churn Creek was nothing but dirt. It's beautiful structures there now. What do you think about all that? You know what I I love about Reading, and I say this all the time. I lived in Eureka for 40 years, and – I never felt like I was part of that community. I came here and you start in and you instantly feel part of this community. Um, other places, they, they kind of, they're just content and they get stagnant and, and they just quit. Reading is constantly re, re-energizing themselves and um, they're just building upon, building upon, building upon that. And that's what I love about it. Like there's so much growth. I, I live over... Um, buy all the new stuff, the new in and out the the new Ross. The, it's a good place to it, live. It, it's a great <laughs> little area over there. Yeah. And now, I mean, it's a little busier now, so there's that. But right. I have a grocery store there right now. When I forget milk, because I do, I forget milk all the time, um, it's right there. And what a cute little market. You can go in there and cook your steaks, and it's just, there's beer. It's not even that. a little market. It, 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 it's it, It's a cute, yes. huge market. It's huge. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great store. It's a great little store. Yeah. And, and I just think that it's... For any community, if you don't have growth, it, you, you're stagnant. And when you're stagnant, you get scabies. And scabies are bad. <laughs> That's my <laughs> philosophy on everything. <laughs> so you always want – you don't necessarily have to have change, but you have to have those fresh ideas. And I love that people aren't opposed to the fresh ideas here. And and it does come together. And I think going through something like the car fire and 
COVID, you watch the strength of the community, as you said, but it it just ignites a fire that we're going to be bigger and better and we're not going to let anything take us down. And you watch it with, I had a senior last year during COVID and I just watched the, the strength that they had as seniors going through what should have been the best four months of their lives and how they made it really cool, even though it was, it was hard. And I, I want them to go off, but then I want them to come back. I have a gaggle of children and I want them to go away. I want them to explore, but I want them to want this to be their home and come back. Are there things that we need to work on? Absolutely. I think healthcare in Reading is, is something that we are lacking. And I've talked to several people um, at both hospitals on what can we do to recruit doctors here and what can we do to make that. And it's in the forefront of everybody's mind. And we just have to keep working on making Reading an amazing place so that the kids want to come back after they get their degrees and they want to come here as doctors and, and, and take care of their communities. And that's something that I'm super passionate about is getting people to come back and getting that medical. Cause I moved my mom here and I moved my brother here. Um, after my dad passed, my brother has cancer and my mom has had strokes and getting them good quality healthcare here is a huge priority to me instead of having to drive them to, you know, Davis. UC Davis. Yeah. yeah and they have right. great stuff here and, they're 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 doing amazing and my brother can get his treatments here which is great which is something that would not have been able to happen in in eureka but we can do better and we are doing better and there's a lot of stuff around that but if that's if i was gonna i don't even i switch the question you asked me. no you're fine no I, <laughs> trust me I, I am the tangent king you ask me yes. one thing yeah. i go on a totally different just, like, I, it's all good yeah I, so I, we're here for i i healthcare. yeah we need to have more so but i want yeah I love writing and I love that we are growing and I think that's just right. that's going to take us to the next step. We're doing a great job in in providing more jobs and providing new businesses, keeping it small, mom and pop. I love that I can walk into Joe's store and text him and say, "Can you get this for me?" A Walmart's not going to do that for me. Just don't do it 5 minutes before he opens cuz they'll post about you on Facebook. I know. I know. <laughs> the good stuff. I love that. Shout out to Joe. I know. Shout out to Joe. Don't What's up, him. Joe? I love that if I you're listening. can go to like Kelly's Wine and Pub. Right. And yeah. I walk in there and it feels like chairs from TV and that you know the owners and, <laughs> right. and you can go there and I just love that small town feeling in a big town. It is a big town. It is. Because it, it's not... It's a, I think it's a city at this point. I, I think we've earned the title of city. <laughs> it feels like a big town, though. Yeah. But there's multiple different spots you can go. I mean, even I, we never mentioned Placer. Placer's got really nice. Yeah. I mean, the holiday yeah. supermarket shopping yeah. center is very nice. And then the dog park. And then yeah. you got the um, air park cafe, which yeah. is lovely. You can watch airplanes fly while you're eating eggs Benedict yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, and, there, and there's some the medical facilities are, that are up there. There's Mercy's some, up there. There's some nice doctor's offices there, too. So. Right. And you do. You kind of forget. But what's nice is... You can get to any side of this town um, <clears throat> in 15 minutes. Right. So it's it's ex- it's expanding, I think, at the right um, temperature and the right pace, um, that it's not overwhelming anybody, and it still has that hometown feel. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. We do have to address, there's a couple things I wanted to ask you about. We got to address some bad stuff. Okay. I, I feel like okay. it's only fair okay. for me. And I have questions because I'm, you know, I live in the community and stuff like that. And I, I like to ask the pillars of the community and people that are important and that have positions in high places. I don't about certain things. So we bring up the healthcare factor. We have a huge 
homeless problem. Mm-hmm. It is a total black eye on mm-hmm. the community. How how do we go about that? I don't know if it, this is even a right question for you because you're part of the Chamber of Commerce. You're not a politician locally, but like, how do we go about helping them? Because you bring up healthcare, I yeah. feel like that's a big part of it, and people. People have this weird thing where, oh, you know, you, you got to, you know, give them medication. You got to get them help. Gotta, medical bills cost thousands mm-hmm. of dollars. Mm-hmm. It is, it, even with insurance, it costs tons of money, all this stuff. And plus, above all, the people have to want the help. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of certain bills and certain things that have happened, uh, you know, in the last few years with the Newsom administration, the Jerry Brown kind of stuff where they send people up here from, you know, mm-hmm. down south that have issues. I, I get all that. But how do we locally kind of deal with it and not act like these people are not one of us and, and try to abolish right. them away. How, how do we go right. about actually making a dent in this thing? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big black eye that if we solve it in the next five or 10 years, in the next five to 10 years, we're going to be great. Right. We'll be well off. Right. And um, I do have some knowledge on this. Okay. Or not. Um, Wonderful. So I there's several different um, organizations here that are working really hard. And there's a lot of passionate people here. Um, that have a passion for the homeless population um, and and helping them if they want it get get um, get the help they need get the the services they need get get all of that there's so much of it available and and there's a lot of different catalysts that are working on it trying to meet everybody's different different needs because some people are homeless by by choice some people by circumstance right some people have mental health issues which is what a lot of ours here in Reading are and you see these different organizations working really hard to address those issues and they're all doing it in different ways living in Eureka they've kind of given up and just there's a like, lot of homeless in Eureka there is and and Betty Chin is amazing and she's doing amazing things in Eureka and and she's trying her hardest but they gotta want the help. Yeah, and they yeah. and they and they just kind of accepted it. Reading hasn't accepted it. Reading is like, what do we do? How do we help? There's a lot of good um, groups that are working on um, uh, shelters, um, uh, working with uh, religious groups and churches, putting shelters on their property where they're little. They're not homes. They're not tents, but they are designated shelters where they can go and get out of the the weather. Um, Hill Country Clinic is doing a great job of trying to service them in terms of uh, medical and then helping them if they do have mental health issues and helping them get the medications and, and, and helping in that way. They also, along with the Good News Rescue Mission, which is amazing, um, they have vans that will come. And if you as a business owner say, hey, there's somebody on my, on my front porch, they're, they're right behind my business, they'll come and they'll help facilitate that. Um, helping them find a different place to go and, and, and getting them out of your business's space. So there's a lot of really cool organizations that I don't think we talk about enough. Um, I didn't even know there was a van. That, yeah, and yeah, there's two vans. And, you know, and they work together. And there's um, uh, the uh, rescue mission um, has an outreach coordinator that is actually – in, in the streets and um, getting people to, to go and their their programs and their success rate is amazing. Jonathan has done a great job over there. Um, but there's some other groups that are really trying to do like um, home, homeless villages um, where, where they do build them like small homes, but they have to take part in it. So again, they're gonna have to, mm. they're gonna have to want the help, but they're gonna have a place to live and they have to take care of it. And then the resources would be there. Um, 
employment agencies and social security, those places would also have offices there. Very similar to like um, One Safe Place where you, you go there and they shelter you, but then downstairs at One Safe Place, they have all the resources and offices for all the different places to come in and get you the help that you need. Um, it'll be very similar to that. So there's a lot of different things in the works right now with some really amazing people trying to head them up um, to get it done and, and get it done right and get, get people help when they need it um, and get them back on their, on their feet. How does the Chamber of Commerce play a role in that? Um, I don't know that I, I wouldn't say I've necessarily seen them play an active role in it. Um, they definitely will help. Um, but there's so many other organizations that they don't they don't ha- necessarily have to be an active member. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to address one more, I guess, black eye with the community. There's a big, big thing. Carlos Zapata, he has this, whatever you want to call it, this movement going on, I guess is the safest word, red, white, and blueprint. And they're trying to recall a lot of local politicians and stuff like that. And it's even gone to like, I think Chico, I think the Chico uh, mayor just resigned a couple weeks ago, and but he lives in Wyoming, like full time or something. Like, yeah, but he was somehow the mayor of Chico and they were like, how can you be the mayor of this, but you live in a whole different state, which is a fair point, but there's a, yeah. it's a trickle down effect like anything else could be. And so I wanted to ask you what your thoughts are on the recall movement, because I feel like this is something that could have a major impact, whether mm-hmm. good or bad. And also just how... What's the end game in this, do you think? I mean, has this come to your guys' front doorstep? I mean, if you don't know a lot about it, we don't have to go straight in depth because I don't know a lot about it myself. But it it seems like a brand new thing that's happened. And you see videos on YouTube of them on Shasta Lake talking to like a fisherman. And I don't know where we're going. But what do you think of this whole movement? Um, One, I'm amazed at how much extra time people have in their lives. Um, (laughs) I'm like, I do not have that much time in my life. I work, I have kids, I like, I don't know. All right. Um, So uh, the chamber chamber is against the recall um, as as they're uh, just, that's a line. So I, I support that. I don't, it's very confusing. I don't think recalls are ever like a great idea i mean and to group three people into one recall i just think that that's just a bad idea you're mad at somebody you're mad at what the decision they make this is the way that democracy works you vote people in you you take it you made those choices um so so you go with it right and there's other people on it and that's what makes i've served on lots of boards i've served you know i all of them. I'm telling you, the PTA president is the hardest job ever out there. Um, but it's still, you're on a board, you vote, you have to accept what that what those board members vote for. It's, it's just the way it's set up. So having a recall is going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of negative energy um, for... For what? Two more years? I mean, I don't remember when the next when they're supposed to be reelected. Uh, next November, two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, next November. So why? <laughs> why? People can't see your facial, but yeah, right. It's <laughs> but like, I, I get it. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. why. It's like just because you're you're not happy, you can't throw a fit. And and there's a time and a place for that, but you say your piece and. They'll listen, and the community will listen, and they were voted in. 
I, I just, I don't think it's worth the time and money. And I think if grouping three people into it, into one recall, so you recall them all, I think that was a bad decision. I would have individual recalls if it was me. Well, that's another thing is I didn't even know there was three people they were trying to lump into one. I mean, how many, how many people are on the city council? What, five? Yes. So you're trying to get rid of everyone, but I think Aaron and, and who else? Unless she is one. I don't think she is. No. no but no. I, I, yeah, I yeah. didn't even know there was three people, but that's, it seems like, um, what's the saying? Uh, you're biting off more than you can chew, yeah. basically. Yeah. It seems like that's kind of what's going on. But let's flip this on his head. California is going through a Gavin Newsom recall yeah. movement right now. Yeah. And it was like 1.7 million signatures and stuff like that. And it's on the ballot. It's ready to go, mm -hmm. I think, for this November somehow, or, or yeah. there's some vote going down later this year. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, has it really affected this area? I feel like this is the area where it kind of got going initially and, and stuff like that. I'm not asking for your take on the Democrats or nothing, yeah. so we don't have to go, you know, we don't have to go really in depth here. But I just, you know, a lot of this stuff does affect the community yeah. and someone that's in it. I just want to know what you've seen, what you've heard, and what you think of it. Because, I mean, we can't be mad at, at Carlos and this movement. And then on, on the flip side, I feel like, and I'm not a Newsom fan or anything like yeah. that, but, you know, and then have this whole thing for the right, governor. Right. I mean, I just feel like that's, it's hypocritical in a way. Yeah. What do you think? I, 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 I agree with you. And I think that again, it's, it's what, whether you're the governor, the president on a, those are hard jobs. You have to make decisions every day that affect millions of people or thousands of people. And you take your advisors and your trusted people and, and you put them in the room you're you're the hero when everything wins and you're the villain when everything goes right. goes south. I think in both the situations, the governor and here locally, it was a tough year and hard decisions Very. had to be made and we see it with our neighbors and 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 just, you know, I'm going to be one way about mask, you're going to be another way about mask and and that tension and that fighting that you see over something so silly um, it, at at right. the end of the day, it's silly. It, it um, is. Seriously, it or, is. Or what flag you can put in front of your house or whatever. So these people have it on just such a larger scale. So I'm very compassionate towards whether I agree with it or not. It's a it's a tough job. And, to, and the time and energy, again, the time and energy that it goes into to, to get the petitions going and doing all of this, could we have used that time and energy in a more productive way? Could it, we have made a bigger difference utilizing that in a different way? Because, um, again, I just think it's silly. I was around when the Arnold ended up being our governor. I was going to say, of, 2003. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Of, a, of that. And that, it was just a shit show. You had, what was it, like 127 candidates for the job, and it just became this com comical thing. And it was just silly and so much time, energy. We could have other things on the news. We could be talking about all the kids in the county that need foster parents. We could be talking about so many other things, but we're going to talk about the Newsome recall. The Newsome recall. Right. Or, and we can put our time and energy in other things to, to make a difference. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just, and I get it. You get frustrated and you want to come up with a plan and sometimes your plan is just to to do what you can in your community in your network in your family to to make the best right and everyone deserves a voice i mean that's one thing that i don't want to be lost in this whole yeah. thing because i here's the thing i feel like it's a waste of time not because i agree or disagree with anything because i'm not a newsome right. fan personally right. but it's a waste <laughs> of time because 
it's not going to happen. That's the big kicker in all this. I mean, if you know California well enough, which everyone up here does, we don't make the decisions. Sacramento, L.A., San Francisco, maybe San Diego. Those are the four major cities. They make the decisions for the whole state. So I feel like this is, in part, a waste of time. I feel like it's a lot of people that, like I said, don't have much other stuff to do, especially last year, quarantine, unemployment. They don't have a lot of stuff going on, Mm -hmm. so they put all their time and energy into this thing. And if it sounds like I'm calling it bogus or whatever, it's not that. It's just... I feel like there is better stuff to do. I mean, we can't complain about Red Wine Blueprint and the homeless crisis. crisis yeah. Uh, and then have the Newsome recall be like right. the, like I said, the top story on, on a KRCR or something yeah. like that. Like that can't, you can't have both. Nope. So we got to pick and choose, mm-hmm. especially when I feel like, like I said, it's, it's a waste of time. Yeah. He's not going to get kicked out of office. There's no Arnold. Sh- the Terminator's not waiting. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's not in the wings waiting to come in. And, you know, The Rock's not waiting in the wing to come and run Sacramento. And li- That's not happening. This isn't 2002, 2003. And, you know, funny enough, I mean, it is politics, but he has a lot of stuff ready to go. The, the big state surplus as mm-hmm. far as tax rebates and stuff like that, giving stimulus checks out. He has a lot of stuff that I got to give to his administration a little bit. He waited for the right time. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. I mean, the mask mandate's ending at the right time, yeah. even though we had to wait a little bit longer, you know, compared to the rest of the nation, it seemed like. But all this stuff's coming at the right time because all anyone's going to remember is what you did recently. Right, right. All they're going to remember is that he ended the mask mandates. He mm-hmm. let everyone go back outside. Mm-hmm. He had all the stimulus money for us. He had, um, it, it could be whatever. I mean, that's just yeah. the stuff I'm trying to think of. But I'm sure there's more waiting, you know, and, and coming until November. So yeah. I feel like it's a waste of time. I'm with you. I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I did want to get your... Yeah. thoughts on just the recall movements because that's a big story and it, it picked up a lot of steam very quick it, it did and people ask me and for the longest time i just tried to like not listen to it because i'm just like again i have other more, stuff going more on stuff in my life to, <laughs> to deal with so right. it's just it's sad that it people take it to this level instead of there's so many other ways to to do things so yeah and, and we can use our resources for real tangible things that we could fix that we could actually physically fix right yeah absolutely let's get back to some positive stuff let's get back to writing growing and prospering yeah well let's get back to that what do you guys have on the horizon well what's something coming up that maybe you haven't revealed that you want to break here well what's something that has been announced and it's almost done getting constructed or ready to open what's on the horizon for writing in 2021 2022 and beyond what's coming next i think that we just are growing and we're going to see a lot of stuff. You mentioned Hilltop. I think that's definitely um, someplace that uh, we're going to look at. And um, yeah, it's not done. On. It, it's, it's yeah, it's um, not done. No, it's it's not done. It's and I for think more growth. that um, if you talk to people who've lived here for a long time, they're like, at certain times Hilltop got all the attention and got worked on, and then it, they they ignored downtown, and that's why it got so bad. So I think that with fresh ideas and then and the new stuff that's coming we're not going to make everybody happy um but we're trying to look at reading as a as a whole and so you see the projects you know down on south bonnie view and you know the new costco costco, um, costco with gas controversial thing too but um, is it really oh yes people don't want it where it's going and the, i haven't followed okay. that one very much i was gonna say i haven't seen anything about that i thought people were excited for yeah, people love costco here yeah, costco's but great something about the placement and again i haven't rushed up on it because it's actually going to be over in my neck of the woods um, right across from blue shield right the blue yeah, shield building yeah where there's millions of trees yeah yeah, yeah. we'll see how long that one takes right, <laughs> there's right. a lot of trees and i think it actually <laughs> finally did get 
approved to actually move forward now. Yes. And then it got stopped and back. I mean, since I've lived here for seven years, it's going to. I think last month it was like a, a six to one or seven yeah. to oh sweep of yeah. it's happening. So I think, and change is hard for anybody. Change, it's hard, change, but it's good for everyone. Yeah. And change is good. It, it's, you wouldn't get the butterflies. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you have to look at it in a positive thing. So um, I love that we're, we're redoing the IOLF building downtown and that that's getting um, brought back to its original um, glory and they're doing art shows in there now and just they're we're constantly trying to revitalize everything in different aspects i i got to go through leadership reading i still haven't finished because i was class of 2020 so i didn't get to finish it but getting to see a part of leadership writing i don't know if you know what that is but it um it takes you through what writing is we start at the very basics of the history of writing so we do a downtown walking tour of what writing is and um where where we've come from where we've grown and going out to old Shasta and look at all that stuff. So when you look at the history of where we've, where we started and where we're at, you can see it's going to roll over and roll over and roll over. And it's always going to be bigger and better. And what I love here is that we try to preserve uh, where we came from. So it's really neat that we're continuing to do that. And you're going to see expansions off airport road. You're going to see the expansions in Bonneview and they're just going to get better and better. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know if Costco is going to close on Dana and go? I think, yeah, that's the plan. What's What's going on? I mean, that's a humongous yeah, yeah. warehouse. I have no idea. It'll be something cool. Yeah, I, I hope so. Ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> because that's a humongous warehouse yeah. that you could do something with. Because that's the one thing that got me. I was like, I know Costco is super busy. I, for some odd reason, I feel like we could afford a second Costco and both would be just fine. Yeah. But the one with gas, I feel like would definitely take over. Right. Um, but that's, yeah, that's interesting. We'll see what happens there. I have an idea for you. I brought it up to the mayor before. I brought it up to, I think, Baron Browning. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Baron. Yeah, I love Baron. I, I brought it up with everyone I feel like is somebody okay. in, in politics and stuff here. Redoing the Reading Convention Center. Okay. I understand and fully know the Bethel Church owns it. And well, there's. They, run it. they don't own it. I thought they owned it. I thought they bought the building and the property. Okay, we'll have to check. We'll, we'll have, have to, to check. check. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Okay, yeah. run it. Uh, we'll, we'll go with run it because we're not yeah. positive. Yeah. So they run it, but I feel like you have KRCR, News Channel 7, sure. right there. Sure. You have the Sundial, which is still the biggest tourist attraction. You see it on the police mm -hmm. cars. You see it. I mean, when people think of Reading, they think of the Sundial Bridge, which mm -hmm. to us, it's like, it's just the bridge. You're like, it's a bridge. It's only this long. Right. <laughs> but but then, it's cool. But people go there. People yeah. walk their dogs, ride their bikes. Yeah. You know, they do yeah. the little electric scooters. You throw the quarters in or whatever, or tap the credit yeah. card on, which is it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> But cool even, at the same time. Even to me, it's like, I'm a part of the cell phone generation. Even to me, it's like... I you, see it on the street, across the street from my house. And I'm like, that's just weird. Why is You it? can park it anywhere. Like, yeah. And, and I'm like, why is it there? Like, who got to here? And then goes, I'm done. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> smarter people. Right. It, it is crazy. There's nowhere to, like, put them. You can just park them anywhere. But point being, you know, we got the Sheridan Hotel, the beautiful Mosaic uh -huh. restaurant. Uh -huh. You know, you have downtown getting the makeover. I feel like the last piece to this puzzle is... Tearing down the convention center. You gotta, you gotta take it to the All ground. All right, we're tearing it down. Okay. We're tearing it down. Demolition style, pancake effect. However you want to do it, we gotta bring it down. It's been up since 1960. Okay. I feel like we're getting to a point where it's becoming almost an eyesore compared to everything else. I feel like if we were to redo that into some sort of entertainment slash sports staple to have maybe I, I know this place well. You gotta know your community and where you're coming from. Some bull riding. 
maybe some baseball, softball kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Have it be something that can maybe open and close or it's closed full time like the convention center is. You know, that way rain and stuff doesn't get in. I feel like it'd be a really good place because we've had Gabriel Iglesias here. We've had, I think, Kenny Chesney concerts. We've had, I think, Gabby Barrett's come here. So, like, there's been a lot of big name. Those are A-listers in their, you know, uh, respective professions that have come here and stuff like that. What do you think of redoing that? What would it take? How much do you think it'd cost? Because I seriously want to get this done at some point. I've been talking about it for six months. I've been waiting for everything to kind of open back up. I've been trying to make the right connections. That's why I'm happy I have this podcast and have people like you here. But I mean, seriously, I mean, what would it take? Because I feel like I brought this up to certain people and they say you're doing a deal with the devil jokingly or not. They say, you know, oh, it's a great idea if they're a part of the church. I feel like that's the big looking for the right word the big uh the big hold up in all this is you have to deal with bethel i don't attend i don't know anything about them really i know it's like this big cult thing to everyone we don't have to get into it but is that possible you think i feel like that's the last one i sort of got once that happens the the cities were good yeah well i think anything's possible so i wouldn't say that it's impossible okay cool Um, it's it it's probably going to be a huge money factor um, so obtaining that money and the finances and, and things like that. I am a fan of concerts. I love concerts. I would love to see an outdoor concert venue here. Um, and I, I I enjoy like the opening be- week of the beer festival that's there and all the different, the car shows and everything that it does there. So if we can make it bigger, better, and, and more spectacular, I'm all for that. I would 100% support that. How we do it. I don't. I wouldn't even know where to start. It's gonna. Lots of funds would need to be raised. It would have to be a, a multi-year project of fundraising. Right. Um. And designing, and then go from there. But I don't think it's impossible by any means. How do we get it on the ballot? Do you know how to go about that? How How do we get like a measure or something like that? Because I feel like if this were to go on for November twenty twenty two, I feel like it's only fair. You got to let people vote on it and stuff like that. But. I thought about running for mayor. I'm not going to do it because my celebrity is <laughs> not that big. I'm not I'm not a commerce member. I'm not in the city council already. Like I know you have to get in the council to even do that kind of stuff. But I would hire someone like a JF Shea, local construction. Mm-hmm. They're doing the, you know, the interstate right now, but that's going to be done by next summer, they say. It's been a three-year project. Yeah. Maybe this could be the next three-year project. You hire local construction. You hire local mm-hmm. plumbing and stuff like that. Yeah. You do everything local so that way it creates tons of jobs, puts money back in the community. And then even something like, you know, free tickets to a beer festival or, or free, mm-hmm. you know, you have to entice people. You know, you got to play to people's emotions. People love their beer. People love their country music here. Play to their emotions. But I feel like... Also, there's tons of parking available. There's nothing but right. dirt past right. a certain point. You could build another 5,000 seats. I'm not expecting an NFL team to come. <laughs> but I'm just thinking as, as far as... the Chiefs. You're a Ch- oh, you are a Chiefs fan. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, you are a Ch- That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a Charger fan, but, you know, that's okay. We, we beat you. Um, a couple of times. <laughs> I take my sports pretty seriously. It would be awesome to have, like, a cool sports venue. I even, like, yes, absolutely. I even, like you know, the startup leagues, like, you know, the division, the D divisions and stuff like that. So right. I also think like we don't have, um, I have a huge passion for youth. So we don't have a place that kids can go and play basketball. We don't have a really good youth ven- venue for that kind of stuff. So it would be cool if it was something that could be utilized like that too, like basketball courts or volleyball courts where you could have right. nice tournaments, things like that. You go to like the city and you see things like that where they can 
have huge basketball camps and you know that three on three tournament can be indoors when it's 115 degrees instead of I'm thinking the same thing. On the blacktop where there I'm thinking the same thing. So I yeah. would love to see a really cool facility that was truly multi-purpose. Um, like That's that. the kicker. Is that I feel like we got to make it for concerts, mm -hmm. stand-up comedians, whatever. But then you also got to make a three-on-three tournament. Yeah. You know, maybe like like a, I like big league drinks. Maybe make like a like a softball, baseball yeah. kind of thing for the yeah. kids. You know, I can totally see that. Even if it is indoors, I mean, how how hard are they really going to hit that ball? As long as certain things are at a certain height, yeah. we might be okay. I mean, it, it, there's a whole lot of logistics to work mm -hmm. out. But I feel like there's still enough time, maybe you know, to maybe get this on the ballot as like a measure or something like that, and, and try and get it voted in or just see what people think about it because I mean it will cost a lot of money but it will create a lot of money as well and then once oh, it's yeah. open 2025 2027 or whatever yeah. prime spot everything else is basically already done in the city I feel like and you know, that'll be like a huge venue and then you don't have to work on it again for another 50 60 years and then we're right yeah and then and <laughs> and then hopefully the next Blake Mayfield someone yeah. comes through and was like, hey, let's redo that, you know? So I don't know. It's something I have thought about because I just personally wish there was something like that here. Yeah. I don't mind going to Sacramento to see my Lakers play or, you know, mm. uh, are you a Kings fan, Warriors fan? I'm a Bulls fan. Oh, Bulls fan. Okay. Well, I'm I can all over the place. Yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, Jordan's the GOAT, you know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And that's when I grew up. So I <laughs> yeah, grew up that's in the 90s. So. Yeah. So you like the red teams, Bulls I and do, Chiefs. But I'm a Cubs fan, too. So you like all the teams that, <laughs> well, the Cubs didn't win for 100 some odd years. But, I know. But I like they did win recently. They did. Yeah. They did. That was yeah, awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And we were just down in San Francisco two weeks ago and watched them play the Giants. One, one, lost one. But that's okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, by the way, the Chargers did beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead Week 17 last year, so. I don't remember that. I don't recall. <laughs> I don't remember that one, so. and That's a good bar. It's a good line to use. Uh, Herbert's, he's pretty good. He, he is. He's, I will, yeah. I will yeah. give him, I'll give him some credit. Mahomes is the guy. Yeah. Not in the Super Bowl, but he didn't have an offensive line. Right. The offensive line wasn't there. And, right. And, you know, as much as he's great and I'm Kels, I wear my Kels jersey. I am a defense wins championship girl. Yeah. And our defense sucked. What do you make of the Frank Clark story? Yeah, I do. <laughs> bless their hearts. <laughs> bless their hearts. If you're from the South, you know what, what bless your heart means. Yeah, bless yeah. their hearts. Um, one last thing, and then we can get out of here. What comes next for you in the professional and personal life? I mean, what's something for you that we could take away the Chamber of Commerce because we just touched on that for 10 minutes. I mean, what comes next for you as far as do you want to keep, do you want to be in the Chamber for the rest of your life for the next 10 years? Do you plan on ever moving? I mean, what, what what's in the cards for you? Have you thought that far ahead? Yeah, I well, I don't think I'll move. I mean, I guess you can't say never, but um, I, like I said, my, I moved my mom here. I moved my brother here, so I got them. My kids, I have one left. The other five are grown. Um and they they're moving doing different things so um i do not like that they're not here um, especially when they have my grandbabies out in the world um so that's kind of sad but i i dream that they all come back and we live on a little compound like out in happy valley and it'll be great right um, <laughs> yeah um no i think i think i'll be here i i love my my day job i work um in some pretty cool manufacturing companies that we have here in town um, kind of cutting edge, bringing jobs to to this region. So that's super exciting. Um, being an empty nester, I kind of try, it's weird, you're kind of finding yourself again. Um, but I definitely will be in the chamber as long as they let me. I love doing all the community events and 
I kind of feel like I'm on the inside, like this cool kids club, because I know all this stuff. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, and really just the, the, the ambassadors, especially, um, and Aaron and Jake, um, they have such a heart for their community, which they show on their sleeves. And then they, they really do become your family and your friends. And it's really what Reading's about and why I love it here and why after living here for seven years, I feel like this is my home, even though I, I lived in Eureka for 40. So it's, it's such yeah, that's a difference. Wild. Like I feel connected here. I feel like I'm grounded here. Um, and I can't imagine being someplace else. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah. So one last question. Chamber of Commerce, do you have to get reelected? That's not an election process, right? Or do they have to like... For, for the ambassadors... Like, how does that go? Um, for the ambassadors, no. Um, I think that the people come and go. It is a time commitment. You do have to, to give a lot. So people come and go. And as long as you're you're doing your job um, and meeting the needs of the, the chamber, um, you get to stay, I think. They haven't kicked me off yet. <laughs> So yeah, good. that is good. That yes, good. absolutely. So yeah, I'll I'll stay around as long as they'll as they'll keep me. Are the Chiefs going to win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, absolutely. Realistically, though. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Not Tampa. Not uh, no. Green Bay. Not uh, not Buffalo. No. Not. No. I know. Yeah, that Super Bowl uh, loss must have. <laughs> uh, no, I think we have a good. I think we have a good chance. They're doing some good stuff on the off season. I think um, losing and losing bad. Yeah, rough. It was and, ugly. And I, they definitely know what their um, what the shortcomings were, and they've been working hard to get that O line back up and get some defensive players in there. And and I think Kels Kels is gonna make some magic happen. And Patrick will do his job too. But, well, um, do you like Tyreek? Is Tyreek a favorite? No, I like him too, and he's fast. Um, I just Travis Kels can do anything. He's a big guy. <laughs> he's fast. I mean. He jumps over the top of people, and right. just his catches are amazing. Um, Tyreek is fast. I mean, you can't. He's the fastest guy in the league. Yeah, that's he's, crazy. He's fast, and he like he blows me away, and and he does stuff. But I just I like the strength of uh, Kels and how he's just he he does some crazy things, and I'm like, how is he still going? And right, I mean, you watch Mahomes and throw that ball. And your his angles and his arms are doing different things, and he's looking away, and it's backwards, and right. he's practically on the ground. I, I was gonna say he's really on the ground, still like yeah. getting the. It's still like sailed. Like if we get our O line there solid again, and we do, we did get um, the doctor back this year after because he took last year off because of COVID. We mm. get him back on there. We get um, some of those free agents maybe back. I think that we have a pretty solid O line again. Fair enough. Yeah, well, we can leave it right there. Yeah, so go so go Chiefs. Yeah, I I <laughs> go Chargers for me, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. This Thank was a lot you. of fun. I got a lot of answers. Yeah, yeah. good times. Yeah, this is very very cool of you. Thank you. Yeah. If you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I appreciate it very much. I'll be back here pretty soon, and have a good day, guys. See you later.